Hey, Ray. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Here we are. Ray, where are we? We're in uh, Kapaha, Kauai. <clears throat> which is on which island? Kauai. Kauai. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Tell your joke you <laughs> told me yesterday that I've been laughing at this whole time. Oh, about the missionary. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, there was a individual who went to seminary. And at that seminary, uh, they believe in casting out demons. So when he got with a group of other missionaries that had went to different seminaries, they didn't believe in casting out demons. And he said, what do you do? Leave them in? <laughs> and so uh, that was kind of good way to attack it. <laughs> I agree with that. I just keep saying that. You just leave them in? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, we don't want to leave them in. Yeah, that was good. So we, get, we got to go to the Waipay, uh, Waimea, right? Waimea. Waimea Canyon today, which is a huge canyon. It's called the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. And we're just relaxing and connecting with God, doing some work, but mostly just enjoying <laughs> The weather here is amazing, especially after being in Kansas in February. But I wanted to record some podcasts. And really, the reason is I just feel like there's a wealth of knowledge that God has poured into you over a lifetime. And I'm trying to gather that or receive that or allow that to be poured into me. Great. That's great. So one of the things that really struck, we've been talking a lot when I've been here, but one of the things that really struck me was you talked about when you got your death sentence, you called it, when you yes. got sick. When was that? That was February 10th, 2002. And wh- why, why did you call it a death sentence? They gave me 90 days to live. In 2002? On February 10th. Wow. What happened was you describe to me there were basically three really big things that you learned from being sick what what you had leukemia right i I did i i still have it according to the doctors i'm not taking anything for it but you know huh what were the die someday but not from leukemia right (laughs) right right well those three things you talked about just really well you actually said that if you could learn that Again, if I could learn what I learned being sick, I'd gladly take the leukemia again. I did. I hmm. I wouldn't want it, but if God could deal with me and teach me the things He taught me while I was sick, I'd be. I'd take it over in a second. Wow. So let's just go through those and talk about them. I, if I can remember, let's see if number one was. Remind me. Relationships. All we really have in life is relationships. Oh, wow. They're so yeah. valuable. And that uh, when you're sick or you you think you're going to die or you plan on dying or whatever it is, you really, uh, the things that God pointed up was, one, I was really thrilled about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And that. The promises that he had made are yes and amen. And uh, so I just thought about the people that were in my life and how thankful I was for that. And that uh, really, when it comes right down to it, 
uh, all you really have in life is relationships. It's not wealth, it's not objects, it's not things, but it's people. Mm. Or it is to me. Mm. Yeah. That's really powerful. It would it always remind it reminded me of that scene in that movie, It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart when he loses the money and he can't find it. And then he loses all of his relationships in this like kind of a magical experience or like a nightmare he's allowed to live in. And then he gets them all back and he doesn't care that he's going to prison and he doesn't care. It's like, he go. I love it when the police, he goes home and the police officer gives him, I say, I bet it's a warrant for my arrest. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail <laughs> just because everybody knows him again. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I have every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we watched that every Christmas in our movie, or every Christmas in our family too. Well, it seems to be on television. That's why I say it. Yeah. It's not a sad thing. Yeah. It makes me think of family, like marriage. And did your marriage change? Uh, it probably did. Uh, I was so tight with my wife already we, uh, I don't mm. think you could get any tighter uh, you know she's just a wonderful woman of God but we talked about a lot of things and we talked about uh, all the plans that uh, we had we didn't change anything uh, we just planned on uh, going forward and what a lot of things have changed since then. It was I celebrated my 20th anniversary on February the 10th, 2022. So it's been over 20 years since they gave me that death sentence. And I tell people, well, what did they really know? <laughs> I actually, I remember that you said that to me when the first time we met, and that was in 2000, beginning of 2018. You said, um, Michael, they gave me 90 days to live in 2002. What did they know? Not much. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate everybody that's uh, really been in my life, but I can mm. identify, and I can really, I have two really, really good clients and close friends right now that both have been given death sentences. And uh, one of them, you can, I've asked God to use me in a way that I can change your view about life, you know, during this time period. Uh, I've been having a really good time with uh, one individual. The other individual uh, seems to be ready to go be with the Lord. I, I don't know if there's any fight left. Mm. So it's... Uh, if not, that praise God, and if there is, praise God. Right, you know, right. I never listened to the doctors, regardless of what they said or didn't say. Uh, I, I knew, that, you know, the Lord was going to touch me, and He did. And, and so, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of when you talk about relationships, it makes me think of what they talked about at Kingdom at Work when they were talking about relational excellence. Mm -hmm. And in the time that I've known you, I have seen you seeking that, mm -hmm. seeking relational excellence with the people that God's put in your life. I enjoy those people. I enjoy 
that God has brought into my life for the purpose of pouring into them the understanding that the work we do. Yeah, yeah. And it also was really impactful to me today. No, no, it was yesterday at dinner related to relationships. When we're talking with a client or trying to share infinite banking with somebody that we haven't spoken with before, really focusing on the whole person and focusing on the relationship with them and allowing everything else to just happen to flow out of that relationship that we build. True. And I, I think that can apply to any business person. I mean, any, any, any employee, like I just, I really see that that's what they were saying at kingdom at work, that when we're at work, whether we're dealing with a boss or employee, a colleague, a customer, a client, anywhere we're dealing with a person we're having, we're, we're experiencing a relationship with that person and seeing it as a relationship with a person whatever is going on. And they said ministering to the whole person. That's the way they said it down there. I think the Holy Spirit gives you guidance and understanding what to say and when to say it. Yes. And that uh, it's, a, it's a privilege to be invited into those circumstances to be with an individual or with a family or with a child with the family just depend upon what it is it's a real uh, privilege and it's uh, if you accept it as a gift and that uh, you're to open that gift and allow it to see the beauty of it I think it's really it's a fun thing to do yeah for sure it is it made me think of Robert Morris, too, when you talked about ministering to other people that the doctors have given a death sentence to because he was talking. By the way, if anybody has never listened to Robert Morris at Gateway Church, I, I strongly encourage you. to. He's a real student of the Word of God, and he's very good at clearly communicating what he's seen um, from a lifetime of ministering to people and, and preaching the word. So yeah, Gateway Church, Robert Morris, he was talking about a family in his church <clears throat> that lost a child. I think it was a 12 year old child or something that had died or I can't remember how old the child was, but their child died. And it was obviously, I mean, a horrible, horrible thing they went through and they had to really seek God and the Lord really had to minister to them. And it took a long time. It was years for them to really get through it. But later on, he developed a relationship with another person. Um, and they, and then he found that, that, that they had lost a child too. And the Holy Spirit said, told him to put that family in communication with the family who had gone through that years before. And this family that had gone through it before was really able to minister to that family that had been through that. And so when I hear you talking about you had to go through the experience of receiving that kind of a word from the doctors and being able to minister to people now who are going through the same thing. Yeah, it seems like uh, the older you get in the 
more things occur, your opportunities increase if you're open to them. Mm. How do we stay open to them? <clears throat> I think in tune with the Holy Spirit, He knows what you can do. And if you'll use your gifts, He will use you. Mm. Mm. So it's just uh, have a listening ear clear pathway to mm. do the right thing. Mm. Yeah. So that was really the point number one, that like relationship is really all we have and it's a huge thing that we have. And it was point number two, what was the second thing that you really learned when you got sick? When I'm with a person, I'm with a person. Uh, I never take my phone in, never look at my watch you never see christ um, other than being focused on the people he's with mm. uh, it's not a scheduled time or anything i don't worry about if there was another appointment scheduled or something like that mm. uh, i want to i'm with that person i think one of the major things that uh pet peeves you might say as individuals that will look at their phone mm. while they're with a client mm. i'd like to get up and break the phone or something <laughs> throw it out the window but you never see christ doing that. yeah these are examples of yeah. being with a person and he if you talk about that relationship he shows it mm -hmm. and if we copy what he did Mm -hmm. uh, people sense the love and compassion that Christ had for us Ooh, and we yeah. should have for them. Ooh, ooh, wow. Yeah, so when you described that to me yesterday, it made me think I have had a few select experiences with people, you included, that treated me in that way. Like when they were with me, they were totally 100% focused on me the whole time and what they were doing with me. And what a special feeling that was and what a deep feeling. It was a really, really deep experience and it really is very meaningful. But what the God really told me is he asked, he actually asked me, what if Michael, what if you became like that? What if you learned to be that kind of a person to other people too, when you're with them, you're totally with them. You're not thinking about anything later. You're not looking at the phone. You're not looking at the schedule, the calendar, the watch, nothing. You're just totally. So that's a goal of mine. I'm writing it down. It's in my journal. My, It's a, it's just needs to be a goal. I, it is a goal in my life. And it's great that it's a goal. And I'm, it's not like I'm expecting myself to be perfect in it right away or anything silly like that. It's a growth thing. But I desire to, oh, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to, that's a, it's a really good goal to have. It's a great goal for me to have. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I agree. What was point number three? Uh, sensitivity. Um, prior to being sick, I had the attitude that if you did this and this and this, everything worked out just you can do everything just the right way and you're going to be a-okay. 
when I got sick, the Lord showed me that the air, uh, I, w I wasn't sensitive to where people were at. Mm. Uh, and that uh, it's the area that he's um, still working a hard on me. I'm a lot more uh, in tune with their uh, feelings where I had blocked that in the past and just was a, sort of a staccato type of individual, just boom, boom, boom. And the Lord says, you have not been where they are, so don't try to make them do what you think they ought to do. Mm. And so uh, that's really been good. Uh, I, I hear things a lot better than I used to because uh, if you're open to allowing them to share, uh, speak with you, talk to you, and not rush the conversation or have an agenda that isn't theirs. Uh, and, and don't have an agenda, be available, and just, I'm just amazed at uh, the opportunities that are come, become available and how God can use you if you're really trying to minister to them in a way that Jesus would, to touch them and, and, and say the words that Jesus would say. And uh, mm. the vessel that, because you're with them at that moment, he cannot use another vessel other than you. So be a willing, palatable vessel for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really seeing that point, like two and three, the being with a person when you're with a person and being sensitive to where they're at flow from the first one, which is all we have is relationships. Mm -hmm. And if all we really have is relationships, wouldn't we want to be as excellent as we can be at the only thing that we really have? And be really being with a person and really being sensitive to them, that's good for the relationship with them. It is. It is. I agree. At Kingdom at Work, they talked about how so many people can be so task oriented. And or so many people are especially when you're when you're trying to build a company or trying to lead a company and showing people that the tasks are good, being really aware of the tasks, focused on the task is good. But stepping into a role of being very much more aware of the people that need to be empowered and grown to do the tasks, right? Oh, no question about that. Uh, unless you've had a good mentor, worked in such a company or a relationship where you could have learned that, you take the world's uh, model and try to make it work in your model or your business without God being involved. And mm. it's, uh, it's sort of like having no lubricant on the on the moving parts, and you wonder why it's speaking grinds. Yeah, yeah. You know, but when you allow the Spirit of the Lord to come in, He sort of lubricates things, moves, and, moves the people well, the conversations well, and you develop 
that relationship where you can empower them to be all that God created them to be. Empower them to be all that all that God created them to be. Mm. Mm, that's really good. That's very powerful. Well, Wouldn't it? We have a very powerful team. I think. Uh, oh yeah. We're very centered on the person and the family, and uh, we're having a fun time just being available to our clients. It's a it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like. Josh Pretzer told me a few days ago, he said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. <laughs> Good statement. And it's like if you're the door, you could think of it many ways, but building a door is kind of like making yourself available. It's like if you, if you make yourself relationally excellent, and available to people and really wanting to pour into them it's like they sense it and they find you or god sends them or or something like that that's what i thought of when you said that yeah god um, so many people ask the lord to open doors uh, i personally ask the door or to close the door. If I'm not supposed to go through, I can't get through. Mm -hmm. There are so many open doors and opportunities that uh, I, I'm just absolutely blessed by that. The, the people I get to talk to, the things I get to say, everything that's going on. It just, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a great season of my life. Yeah. Yeah, asking God to close doors we're not supposed to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go through a door that God didn't want me to have for me. <clears throat> I learned that when I was at Campus Crusade, you know, so often we think, well, God opened the door for me to go through. And wise man just said, no, asking, there's a lot of open doors, go through any of them, just asking closed ones that you're not supposed to go I've seen it in my life where I would keep pushing, pushing. The Lord says, you can push all you want. I'm not opening this. You're not supposed to be going through it. <laughs> yeah, I might be a slow learner and God will retest you. And do. It doesn't bother God to have you take tests over and over, but he will give you the test until you pass it. He disciplines you in a loving, fatherly way that yeah. you're, you're glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Well, I'm so grateful to be here my first time in, in anywhere in Hawaii. Good. Um, Waimea Canyon was beautiful. Seems like there was constantly helicopters moving around and people wanting to see it from the helicopters. And we had a great view from up there. I had ahi 
Is that right? Yeah. Last night, seared ahi, really good fish. I could live off seafood most of the time. I think I really like the, the seafood, but yeah, if you go to where there's an ocean, like you know, Florida, California, Hawaii, Seattle, and you don't get seafood, I might think you need some psychiatric help. <laughs> Because you can, get, you can get great seafood with places that have water. I, know, so I, love, I love when we're talking to a client together or we're speaking with somebody about infinite banking and you show them the, the money that they can recapture and the money they can use and the, and the wealth they can create. And you say, now, if you don't want it, we have a great psychiatric ward right down the road. Because if you don't want that, you don't need financial help. You need psychological help. <laughs> and it's it's pretty true. <laughs> That's a good one. I really like that. Well, we won't we won't leave the demons in. We'll cast the demons out. <laughs> and we'll do that. So well, we'll be I I wanna record another podcast soon. I wanna talk about a little more about Kingdom at Work next time, but that's those are the things that you learned when you got sick. It is. And they had a big impact on me. And I thought that the other guys and gals and whoever was listening would like to hear too. So good. But I hope it blesses you all. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Amen.